Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. May grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessarily good all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fear and agitating passions and moral conflict be multiplied to you in full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are suited to life and godliness through the full and or the personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence. I want to talk to you guys about our God. And I wanted to read that to you, that you and I are required, as the Bible says, that we need to have a personal relationship. And as we have this personal relationship with God and with the Lord Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit, that he gives us a couple of things. And today I want to focus on the desires that you and I have. We've talked about our need. And the Bible is full of scriptures where God provides our needs because we know that he wants to do that, being new citizens within this new kingdom. There is a new supply chain by which we are to be uh, looking to to get our information, our food, all of those natural things. For it tells us that once we enter into the kingdom of God, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom. And I always say that to you, the kingdom and its principles, the policies and procedures by which now you and I are called to live within this new kingdom. And the Bible says we ought to seek those policies. And once we seek those policies, the Bible says that we become familiar with them. All these other things that the children of disobedience are looking to and they need will be given to us. Why? Because the scripture tells us that God knows our needs before we ask. But the requirement is that we ask. And so, one of the requirements or one of the principles within this new kingdom is that we ask and then he will provide the need. But he goes much further than that. He talks about giving us the desires of our heart. And I'm going to focus on that in the other, uh, the latter part of the message. But I want to concentrate the beginning and show you the importance of our needs being met. And then I want to cross over and to show you that he wants to even give us the desires of our hearts. Most of us, I would venture to say, we are still living in this area where we are using our faith to get the, uh, our needs met. And we haven't really crossed over or um, as the scripture said, I have stored up your words in your heart that I will not sin against you. And so 
we haven't stored up the word of God so that we can get the things necessary. But the, as, once we store it up, the scripture says that the Holy Spirit will bring the, bring those scriptures up. Uh, he'll bring it up to us when we have to speak it. So in Philippians 4.19, it tells us, and this is one of the very first scriptures, that anyone that has a need uh, will pull to, and I suggest that they do get it. Um, and the purpose of us going and seeking these things, and seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. How are they going to be added unto you? Because as you begin to see the principles by which you can obtain it, then it will be added unto you. It's not like God is just going to drop it on you from somewhere. Is that as you seek the kingdom first and the principles, the policies and procedures, you will, in those um, direction, you will see how to obtain the things that you need, and they all will be added onto you. I read that scripture because I wanted you uh, to see um, that it is as you are developing your personal relationship with God that you will be able to gain more insight. It says, grace and peace, the King James, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, his divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him. So as we begin to dig deep, as you said, the scripture says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door will be open. All of these are levels of uh, that one goes in in their relationship with God and Jesus Christ. So we see that the principles as we learn about them, we will then obtain all these things that we need. And and we see that one of the things that we need is, in order to obtain that, is to stir, store the Word of God in us. We ought to deposit it, Jesus talks about, um, depositing uh, wherever your treasure is, there is your heart. And so as you and I deposit these information, the policies and procedures that we are learning about this new kingdom, we can pull it up when that need arise so that we can then utilize the word that we have deposited into us. And so then all these things will be added. We will know as we study the principles of God and his word that our supply chain comes from him. And because it comes from him, we will then go and ask him. And so that's when we take those scriptures that deals with the principles of asking and meeting the needs. We then apply it to us. And my God shall or will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And this is the confidence that we have towards him. This is in 1 John 5, 14, that if you ask anything according to his, uh, his will, we know that number one, he hears us. And if he know that he hears us, 
whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the request of what we are asking. Why? Because we are applying the principles as we obtain them, as we study. One of those other principles is that I mentioned we have to ask. The second is that we must ask in a specific way. We must ask in faith and in trust and believing that once we have asked him and that he is faithful to his word, for the scripture tells us that God is so faithful to his word that he holds it above his name. Psalms 138 tells us, I will worship towards your holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth, which is the word, for thou hast magnified thy word above all of your names. And we know the names of God. There are several of them that uh, we study in the word of God, Adonai. Um, we know quite a few, uh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, all of these different names that God has uh, that we know in the Bible, counselor, um, the names that Jesus uh, carries and so forth. Um, we know that all of those names are powerful in its right, but God, because of his word and his doing, he wants to hold his, his word above his name. And that is why you and I can trust his word. For seek ye first the kingdom of God, we are looking at those principles, and as we saw, we look at those principles. Then we are then able to apply those principles in our situation, so that we can obtain what we want to get from God. And I'm going to lead to the desires, but I want to walk you through the basic stuff, so you guys could get an understanding, if you will, of the basic stuff. Um, I want to read. Uh, the, uh, that same psalm in another uh, translation, if you will, so that you can get some deeper insight into it. Psalms, I'm going to go to Psalms 138, and I'm going to go from chapter, from verse 1. I give you thanks with all my heart, not to idols, but to you I sing praise. I bow down towards no, uh, to, I bow down to your holy temple, and give thanks to your name for your grace and truth. For you have made your word even greater than the whole <laughs> of your reputation. And because of that, in verse 3, when I call you, you answer me. And so God is doing these things, as I said, because he loves us. And I've said that to you many, many times. Um, and you see that he has strengthened us as we call on him. Because we are not no longer looking into our ability to provide those things that we need or that we desire, but we are looking to Him. And so we see that in these principles I'm trying to lay out for you guys, we have to come and ask. That is the first one. He says, come. And so the first principle is to come. The second is to ask. And the third is how you ask. One must ask. In faith, because it tells us that if we, we must ask, believing. And as you and I are asking, believing, it tells us a couple of things that we will hear if we ask according to his will. 
we know that he hears us, and we know that he will give us the petition, the things that we are asking for. And so we are then able to trust, put our full trust in him, as the scripture says. And he says, and this is the confidence, this is the full assurance that word means that we have towards him. That full assurance means that you're not going to move from it because you have a full assurance. You are not going to look at somewhere else because the Bible tells us that you are in, that you have to have that confidence, that full assurance. When the woman uh, with the issue of blood, she had her faith in the current hospital system, the healthcare system, and then she spent all her money trying to get her health and so forth. But when she ran out of money and they couldn't help her anymore, she had lost her fate within that system. And then one day she was minding her own business. And then it tells us that she heard a couple of times that Jesus Christ, there was another system, if you will. There's another system where this person within this system is able to heal her disease. And so she said within her heart, she became, as it says, and this is the confidence. She had some confidence that if I go and touch the hem of his garment, she put some trust now. She released her trust from the other system. And so we have to release our trust from the kingdom of darkness and put our trust into the kingdom of God and God, who is the head of that kingdom, and Jesus Christ. And so we see that um, she then um, gave over and added her trust into this new kingdom, as you and I seek ye first the kingdom. And once we have developed our trust and our confidence, all these things will be added unto us because we know how to get it, if you will. Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And his righteousness, I always say, his righteousness means um, all of his principles, his statutes, his words, all of those things that he has hold above his name. And you and I go get it by going into the word and getting um, the word. I look at it as the legal document by which you and I go and extract parts of it that we need. And then we go and present our case, just like any other lawyer. He has people that studies and brings these um, uh, study, he studies old case laws, if you will. And then he goes, and that's what you and I are doing as we study the Word of God. We look in, and we pull out old case laws. And then we bring it into the to, to the courtroom, come boldly before the throne of grace, whereby you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in your time of need. So we're going before the courtroom, and we're presenting these things, these old cases, and he says, and because we have found these things, we have this confidence in it before we come to the courtroom. And then we know that when we hear, because there's a judge there, it says that when that we know that um, when we come and if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, yeah, whatever we ask, we know that he'll get it and so forth. So that is the basic by which you and I are asking. And so uh, we know that God wants to give all of you these things as the needs being met, because that's how he has set it up. So now let's take a look and go a little deeper 
because most of us are still living there. But I want to make you aware that God has even a deeper aspect of his provision for you while you're in this kingdom that uh, that you are born into by faith. And I want you to take a look at Psalms 37, verses 1 through 5. And let's take a deep dive into this as we begin to look at it. This is David again. And David says, Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herbs. But however, I want you to do this. This is his conversation he's saying. I want you to trust in the Lord. I want you to have that full confidence, if you will, because you're in this new kingdom now. I want you to have this full assurance. I want you to have this full confidence in the Lord and do good. Why? Because you're learning about his principles, you're learning about his policies and procedures, you're learning about his rightness, his righteousness, if you will. And so I want you to have this assurance in your Lord, and I want you to do good. I want you to dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness, that faithfulness, that faith that we talked about. I want you guys to befriend it. Get familiar with how faith works. Be familiar with how it operates. I want you guys to do this. I want you to delight yourself in the Lord. I want you to have fun in Jesus. I want you to worship him. I want you to dance before him. I want you to sing praises to him. I want you to do these things. Why? Um, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I want you to do a couple things. I want you to commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him. Be confident and he will act. That is the process by which you and I now have access to getting even our desires met. So he begins to lay it out for you and I. John fifteen seven states, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. So we see this is Jesus adding additional stuff. I talked to you guys about the word of God being in you. And was, the psalmist said that he stored up the word of God within him and uh, in, in his heart. Why? Because as Jesus made the statement, that if, my, if you abide in me, if you hang out with me, if you live with me, if you allow me to indwell you so that we can have this conversation, we are in Christ. Uh, if you allow me to make this exchange with, with you, he says, I will take your poverty and I will make you rich. And again, most of the religious um, prosperity guys just focus on the material aspect. But I think it goes much deeper than that. You become rich in wisdom. You become rich in love. You become rich in compassion. You become rich in kindness. You become rich in things that the Bible says that you and I are qualities that resembles our God, that resembles our Lord Jesus Christ, that resembles the Holy Spirit, so that when we become imitators of him, if you will, that people will begin to see us and that they will be attracted to our Father. But he also is interested in bringing us from need into a place of providing our desires. But when we get to that place, 
it tells us we gotta trust him. We gotta confide. We have to be sure. We have to make sure that we're confident in him and that be good as we learn about his righteousness, his word, so that we can be kind, so that we can love. We can be long suffering as we are learning to be good, if you will. We are going to dwell in the land and we are going to befriend faithfulness. We are becoming close friends with our faith. The author, the finisher of our faith, we're becoming close friends. We're learning how to appropriate it. We're learning how to release it. We're learning how to protect it. We're learning how to develop it. We're learning all these things about our faith. And we're living in the land of faithfulness. We worship the Father. Though he slay me, yet will I worship him. We learn how to praise him. We learn how to give him glory. We learn how to worship the Father. We learn how to worship Lord Jesus Christ. We learn how to be humble before him. And the Bible says that he will then give us the desires of our heart. And if we commit our ways unto him, when you get up in the morning and you pray, commit your day unto him, commit your plans, commit you unto him. And the Bible says, when you commit to the Lord, and you trust, and you have this confidence that this new provider in this new system, this new kingdom, is going to keep his word. Why? Because he tells us that he holds his word above his name. And so, as you and I get the revelation about the power of the word, because it tells us in the scripture that this word is alive, and if it's alive, then it's going to do a couple of things. It is going to walk into death, and it's going to bring those things and make it life. For the Bible tells us in the Word of God that we ought to hold firmly to the Word of life, which is in Philippians 2.16. So as we begin to see that there's another aspect, another level, if you will, that God can get our desires to us if we follow these principles. Psalms 21 to tells us, you have given him his heart's desires and have not withhold the request of his lips. Why? Because that man and that woman, they are living in the land of faithfulness. They are acquainted with their faith. Because Jesus said in Mark 11, if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and doubt not in your heart. And he says, even the mountain will move. And so as this person becomes acquainted with who they are in Jesus, as they allow the word of God to convert the soul, to change that part of their being. For the Bible says that I wish that you will present your body, your spirit, soul, and body blameless before God. And as you and I, our responsibility is to help convert the soul. God's responsibility is dealing with the spirit of the man. And he said when we became born again, he gave us a new one. Our responsibility is the soul, converting the soul that we are. And that is by the word of God. We do that by the word, the scripture says. And once we convert the soul, um, the Bible tells us that that man 
it, it calls it, the Bible calls it the heart of the man. And so we know that the Bible says in Psalms 21, 2, you have given his, him his heart's desire. You have given to him the desires of his soul. That's the man and the spirit of the man. Those bonded together, the Bible tells us, makes that man. And this form, the body, will change. It will change when Jesus appears. But we see that the combination of the spirit and that soul, our responsibility is to convert it with the word of God, bring it in, store the word of God into us. As we uh, bring the scriptures, he will have insight or revelation, if you will. And then he's going to agree with your spirit and your spirit is waiting for him to wake up to the truth that God is your healer that God is the provider of your need, that God is wants to give you your desires also uh, with meeting your needs. And so once the spirit of that man knows that already, but when the soul has the revelation and he goes, whoa, and he agrees with it, I am telling you, that is absolutely powerful stuff. It says, you have given this man his heart's desire and have not withhold the request of his lips. Psalms 24, 20 verse 4 says, May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all of your plan. If you are seeking the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, meaning his word, his um, the principles, his statutes, and all of these things are right. If you're seeking that, and you're living there with Jesus Christ, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And you're mingling with the word. You are mingling with Jesus. You're mingling with faith. You are depositing the word within you. You're building you up, beloved. I wish above all things that you're, that you're, that you be in health and that you prosper as your soul prosper. So the responsibility is for you and I to convert our soul with the word of God and make him prosperous through revelation of those words, the word of God. And as he becomes prosperous in the revelation of who and what God has done for him, the Bible tells us, Paul makes a statement, beloved, I wish above all things that thou prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So we're looking at God granting even more so the, than the, the uh, needs. He's taking us into our desires. And that is a plan for us to get our desires fulfilled. Psalms 145.19 He fulfilled the desires of those who fear him. He also hears their cries and saves them. And so we know even after you get your desires met, you're still going to have some problems. But because you trust in him, you're confident in him, if you will, that you will look around and see all of this madness happening around you because we're still in the land um, of the children of disobedience, and we're surrounded by them, and we are seeing their craziness and their crazy behavior. And if we focus on them, we can then uh, be in some trouble. But that's why I started that scripture, 
where I wanted to read the whole thing in Psalms 141, uh, chapter, uh, uh, verse 1, sorry, chapter 37, verse 1. I wanted to start from the beginning to encompass all of it so you will get the, uh, you know, not just parts of it, but I want you to see the context by which all of that stuff will be provided for you. Fret not yourself because of the evildoers that you're seeing that are part of the kingdom of darkness, the sons of disobedience, because we're still here. It says, be not envious of those guys, the wrongdoers, that they're behaving normally. They're doing what their father is said to do as that kingdom, because we are here. We're still here. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And he says that we are here, but we are still we are representative of his kingdom, but our kingdom, Jesus said, is not of this world. And that's where we're at. We are in the world, but we're not of this world. But because we're in the world, we're going to get to see some crazy behaviors of the children of disobedience. Um, the Bible has other names for them because uh, of evildoers. There's some of them that are evildoers. Uh, they're um, liars and all those things. And it tells us, that we shouldn't be envious of them. We shouldn't focus on them because it gives the testimony of what their end looked like and even some of them here on this planet while they're here. For they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herbs. But he's telling us now, he's trying to switch our focus from that kingdom to God's kingdom. Trust in the Lord. Have some confidence, if you will. And do good as you learn from his righteousness, his right laws, his right ways, his right way to speak, his right way to act, the right way to treat others, the right way to do things. And befriend your faith. And you will see, as you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him. Have that confidence, if you will. That surety that, hey, you said in your word that you chose me before the foundation of the of the earth, and you brought me into the, your kingdom, and I came into your kingdom. I got no place else to go. I don't want to go back there. So I'm going to switch my faith from now, from all of the rules and the principles of that kingdom. I'm going to switch it to the rules of the kingdom of God. And we will sometimes take our eyes off of the words that are in the kingdom as we are learning it. We saw that an example of that with our brother Peter when he was walking on the water with Jesus. And Jesus said to him, come, Peter. And Peter says, okay, Lord. And Peter began to walk by faith and began to, he was, um, as the scripture says, he befriended faith. He Loved it. He was walking by faith. His brothers and sisters, his other brothers were still in that boat watching this marvelous um, movement. And there's some Christians, guys, that can't step out in the water with you. Sometimes you're going to have to do it on your own. It's just going to be you and Jesus. But Brother Paul said, I found a secret to all of this madness, to when I'm rich and when I'm poor. What is that secret, Brother Paul? That secret is... Jesus. He is the secret. And so this guy, as we see our brother Peter walking by faith, he starts up 
And then he is walking by the new principles and policies that is a part of this kingdom, for the Bible tells us, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is at hand. And so Jesus is walking by the principles and the policies and procedures of the kingdom of God, and he's walking by faith. It is the foundation by which that kingdom operates. The force that moves that kingdom of God is love. And because of God's love, we get to see all the goodness of him, his mercies, his faithfulness, and all those other things. But you and I, we know that he walk, that God walks by faith too, as Jesus walked by faith. And so he would look at his disciples, where is your faith? So we know that this is one of the keys that we have to, that is why I started the study to show you all of these other pieces that need to be put here. And we see Brother Peter walking by faith. He's familiar with it, and he's doing his journey. And then we see that because he's still here on this natural kingdom, that some things begin to change. As he begins to, the Bible says that all of a sudden, the wind changed. The stuff that we are looking at within the natural, the kingdom of disobedience. For he says, fret not uh, yourself because of those, because you and I are looking at them. And be not envious of them, because we are focusing. He says, don't focus on that. And so we see that Brother Peter, as he began to walk, and he began to shift his focus now, looking at those old principles by which he is accustomed to walking as he was a part of the kingdom of dark. And so the Bible tells us that when he looked at it and he tried to apply the principles by which he operated in the other kingdom, it tells us that Brother Peter sank. But I, there's another part of that picture. It tells us that Jesus Christ immediately. And so God is here. He doesn't want to punish you. He wants to show you who you are, and express his fullness through you. And so we see that Brother Peter applied, it says he looked at the wind, he shifted his focus from the laws, and once he looked, he switched his focus from the law. The law of faith was keeping him up and walking on water. That is the law by which we operate in the kingdom of God. For if we want to please him, the scripture says, you have to do it by faith. There is no other way to please him. And so we see Brother Peter, as he began to operate and he looked at, and he started looking at the the laws of gravity because he's looking at all of these things and he's thinking, he switched his focus from how am I walking the water when there is the law of gravity. And he began to sink. And so when you and I move our faith and we find ourselves deeper in our situation, it's simply because we have not kept our focus on the kingdom of God. And so I want to remind you of what David said. Fret not yourself of all these evildoers and the situations around you are changing and the pressure becomes more and more. He says, don't fret yourself for that. Be not envious of the wrongdoers. Don't worry about what's happening around you like what Brother Peter did. Don't worry about it. But then do like what the woman with the issue of blood, what she did. She exhausted her hope in and her faith within the kingdom of darkness. She exhausted herself. She exhausted everything that she had. She was exhausted. And then she got some word. And then when she got the word, like Peter got the word. He said, come. Jesus said, if you abide in me, 
and my words abide in you. Ask whatsoever you wish, and you it will be done. So we are getting our wish, our desires, and our needs. God wants to give these to you, but it's based on your knowledge of him. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. So the limitation then, my brothers and sisters, is not in the word of God. It is in your soul. And the only way you can educate him is to deposit the word of God. Go into your research. Go into the, those uh, volumes, if you will, of books as the lawyers and their team do. Go into those volumes. Get out of it. Do your research. Pull out the volume. And whatever case you have in your life, is it healing? Is it need for a job? Is it whatever the case that you are in right now? You're gathering all of that information and then you're going into the courtroom. And we know that this judge is there. We know we have a high priest on our behalf. We know we have an accuser also there. So you have the defense and the prosecution in this courtroom. And you are bringing information on your own behalf to uh, your case. And so you have to study your case. And that is why you have to go find the word. And then you have to actually believe your case and the word that you find. So that when you go before the judge, you actually truly believe this. And you don't care what the defense says. You only care on what you found in the volumes. Because you are going to bring them back to that. You're going to do like my mom said to God. She, she put that Bible up in the air. She said, you said right here. <laughs> I watched this woman pray this way all my life. And so I want to encourage you guys. Sometimes. You just got to bring the word. And Jesus said in the Bible, says, remind me of it. Come and bring it to me. Go into the volumes. Go into the righteousness of God. Go into that area and find it because it's located in there. It's located, the volumes, Genesis, um, all of it, Revelation, John. Uh, these are the volumes by which it is in that library that you and I go and pull as a law, a lawyer and his team would do, and do the research and get yourself ready to go present your case. But you got to believe it because once you find it, you get excited about it. And just like those folks, when they find it, they get excited because then they will now bring their brief together and go before the judge and present their case. And based on what they present, the Bible tells us that you win the case. So, I want to encourage you guys. The Word of God is powerful. He holds it above His name. Go and find your information from the volume and present it. I will worship towards your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and for your truth and your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all else your name and your word, and you have magnified your word above all your name. In the day when I call, you answer me. You strengthen me with strength in my inner self. That, guys, is the word of God. And he reminds you and I that he holds it above his name. So I want to encourage you guys, and I want to thank you for supporting me financially. I truly, absolutely 
want to thank you. I pray for you and your family, and I always tell you guys what I pray for, that God will show you who you are. And as you see who you are, you will then, the Bible says, all these things will be added unto you. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe. And if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.